lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, I bet you know what I'm talking about, the Wizard of Oz and how Dorothy went through the woods and felt like something was lurking in every corner. And I'm thinking about what we've all been through in 2020 and feeling like maybe it just hasn't ended. We just don't know what's going to happen next. We're in the middle of getting ready for summer, but it seems like there's still a few lions, tigers, and bears all around us. What are we going to do about it? How do you deal with all the things that seem to come at us day in and day out? We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about who's in charge and how we can have peace amidst the lions, tigers, and bears. So stay tuned for episode 56. Welcome to episode 56 of the Well-Versed Woman podcast. I'm Renee Teller. And I'm Teresa Morgan. You see, Renee and I are two perfectly imperfect women who love to share our faith and our life's journeys and testimonies with you. What we love to share is about the author and the creator of all these things, including the lions and tigers and bears. And we love to share how to plug into that creator and how to actually develop a relationship with him. This podcast, we've said many times, is about relationship, not about religion. You want to plug into the power source, and we do that before we start every episode for 20 seconds. We close our eyes, take some slow, deep breaths, and actually invite God to be sitting here right now with you today. So go ahead, take some slow, deep breaths, close your eyes. Our 20 seconds starts right now. That's it. That's 20 seconds. I feel a little better already, but I can tell you I could use probably 200 seconds more, Teresa. I feel like we're getting ready for summer in the Northeast, all this beautiful weather that we never get, and yet there seems to be so much going on and we can't slow down. Absolutely, Renee. You know, as I was meditating and thinking about what we'd like to share with our listeners this week, I feel like the Lord was pressing, you know, and saying to me, remind everyone, I am the creator. I am the majesty on high. I created all things. I will bring all things to the finish line, including finishing the faith of the believers that are running the race. And that reminds me of a scripture in the book of Hebrews chapter 12. Let's look it, verses one through two. You know, the Bible uh, scholars and teachers believe that Paul the Apostle wrote the book of Hebrews. Uh, they're not absolutely certain, but let's just say Paul wrote this book today. So here's what Paul the Apostle says in Hebrews chapter 12, verses one and two. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run 
with endurance, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. What I would like to call to our attention is the verses that says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I love that he created faith, the commodity, if you will, of faith. He's the author of it, and he's the finisher of it. So what does this really mean? Well, it means he's the creator of all things. If we also look at John chapter 1, verse 3, for instance, we see that all things were made through Jesus, and without him nothing was made that was made. So we can see that not only were things that we can see with our natural eyes in this beautiful world made by him, but he also is the creator of our faith. So we're walking this road of faith, and when we talk about this road of faith, we say, We live by faith. And what I love about God and what I love about the word of God is we walk by faith. It is God's word that undergirds what we believe. It's our faith in this word of God that will come alongside us day by day as we walk and go in this direction, in the direction that he has set for each of our lives. This direction is the direction that brings peace and success and good long life. So when we look at the scriptures, when we walk with the Lord, as he, as he is expounding and applying the scriptures to our life, we're on that good, peaceful, joyful path that he himself created us to walk in. And when we find that sweet spot, Renee, we will have that abundant life that he promised in John 10, 10, that we will have if we follow him. You know, Teresa, it sounds so easy now where I sit today, but I remember when I didn't quite understand and I didn't have faith. And it's that whole idea of how, you know, how do we get started? I know for me, I had to come to that place where Life had gotten so difficult that I threw my hands up and said, there's just got to be more. There's got to be something bigger than me. There's got to be somebody more in charge than me. There's got to be purpose to all of this. And I think coming to that decision point, if you will, was helpful But again, you know, even today when we study the greats like Noah, who built an ark, when back in that day, he was building an ark in the desert, right? He was building an ark when the earth and people on the earth didn't know what rain was. So I I think about that amount of faith and I say, how could I ever have faith that big? How could I ever have faith as big as some of these people that we study and read about? And yet, I'd like to encourage everyone that when I listen to these sayings today and think about where I was, Teresa, in the beginning and where I am today, my faith is so much bigger. And so we just have to start, right? We just have to jump in the swimming pool, so to speak, and Start believing 
that there is something bigger, that there's something that I can plug into every single day. That's so true, Renee. You know, I love when you're talking about Noah and I love that he believed God. He just believed God and it had never rained before he built a boat. So can you imagine how ostracized he was and how ridiculed and how people made fun of him? He was building a boat for something that never even occurred in their lives before then. You know, I think of Abraham, our, the father of faith, who the Bible says he believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. So let's bring it back to our practical life today. You know, how do we believe God? How do we, you know, put our little toe in the pond of faith and say, I'm going to give this a try? Well, you know, I'm thinking of a young woman. Oh, my goodness. I worked with her. She was a beautiful young girl, and her name uh, is Rita. She was adorable. She was an assistant by day, an actress by night. And, you know, one day we were talking about the things of God, and she said to me, Renee, she said, you know, I just don't believe it, Teresa. I see some of my friends, they call themselves a Christian. I don't really uh, see that, you know, that their actions line up with the principles of Christianity. And I said, Rita, I understand that. I thought to myself, and I feel the Holy Spirit was leading me to ask her, let's say a prayer. Let's put God to the test and let's ask God to reveal truth to this young woman. So I did just that, Renee. I said, okay, Rita, can I pray for you? And can I ask the Lord to reveal truth to you? She said, sure, you can do that. So sure enough, I just prayed right then and there, a very simple prayer. And I said, Lord, will you please reveal truth to Rita? And do you know what, Renee? After a period of time, she came into my office. Oh, my goodness. I remember she was just so, so adorable and so sincere. And she looked at me um, and said, I'm ready. I said to her, what are you ready for? And she said, Teresa, I'm ready to invite Jesus into my heart. And I said, really? She said, yes. She said, I've watched you and I've watched Jeff, who was my staff, also a young Christian man. And she said, now I know it's true. So what I'd like to say about that is that through this simple prayer to the Lord to reveal truth to her, God started to work in her heart to show her things and show her that albeit human beings are not perfect, he's at work in them. And when she came into my office that day and said she was ready and said she had watched me and my staff, and now she knew it was true, boy, was I just delighted. And we said a simple prayer. She invited Jesus into her heart. Salvation came unto her and she's saved today. So what I would like to expound upon in that simple example is that when we just say a simple prayer to the Lord, maybe we don't even know where to start. Maybe we don't even know if there's a God. If we just call out to him, boy, he is so eager, so lovingly ready to answer our call and to show each individual on planet earth that he is real, his word is true, and his son came and paid the price for our sins. I love that story, Teresa. It just has so many facets to it. Number one, 
you did just what we talk about at the beginning of every episode. We ask all of us to be still for a few minutes and invite God to be with you. He doesn't force ourselves. We've said this. He doesn't force himself on any of us. We need to ask him. He's the greatest friend in the world. And love is not forced. We need to invite him. We need to ask him to come be with us, even if we're not quite sure about whether or not he's real or what he's all about. We can invite him and ask him to reveal himself to us. So I love that. And I also love what your friend Rita learned. You know, she had come to you and said, geez, I look around and and these people that call themselves Christians really are not perfect or they're not, they have issues. And then yet she saw in you and and your friend Jeff something different. And it it just goes to to show us that we are all imperfect. And she saw maybe a little more perfection in you and Jeff than others. But I, I love what I saw Caroline Leaf, Dr. Caroline Leaf post today, that when you finally learn that a person's behavior has more to do with their own internal struggle than it ever did with you, you learn grace. And so there's this piece of grace that if you go back through episodes that we've talked about, but just because one person doesn't exude everything that we think they ought to exude when they call themselves believers and followers of us, of a God like we do, we're not saying that we're perfect. We're saying that we're followers of a God. And when people understand, like Caroline Leaf said, that a person's behavior has more to do with their own struggle, like I'm sure many people saw in me, you know, over the years or time after time before I worked out some of my things, and I'm still working out some of my things. But we learn to give and hope to receive grace, Teresa. And I love that. I do too, Renee. I'm so happy that you brought up the internal struggles of life that we all go through. And I just love to think of a fire hose, right? And I like to think of our internal struggles as fire. Grace comes is that fire hose to help put out the internal struggles that really seem to heat up in our lives, if you will. It's that grace that comes in like a flood. You know, we really, really can count on God. After all, he is God. He's God of the universe. He is the creator of all things. He has, today's lesson is showing us, he's the author, he's the finisher. And I just love what the Bible says in Philippians chapter one, verse six. uh, Paul the apostle did write Philippians and the scripture says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So he who began that work, he who began to enlighten Rita's eyes, open up her eyes to the beauty of Christ, the same God that began her, her race of faith, he's the same God that is with her through her race of faith, and he's the same God 
that will be there at the end of her race. And I love what Paul says. He says, I have finished my race and I have finished with faith. You know, Renee, that's one of my prayers to the Lord that at the end of my course, at the end of my race, that I can say like Paul, I finished and I finished with faith because faith, uh, you know, is really what pleases God. Faith is really what pleases God. That's so amazing. And I often, Teresa, try to simplify life that way when we we struggle and we're trying to make decisions and we're trying to find the best ways for one, one issue or the next. <laughs> I stop myself sometimes and say, what if all I really need to do is work on this relationship with God work on my faith, work on my trust, work on my trustworthiness. When it comes down to it, like you're saying, Teresa, when you get to the end, you want to hear, you know, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And it really is as simple as, were you seeking me? Did you have faith and trust in me? I, it's, it's so simple. I just wish I could remember it more every single minute of the day. And I encourage everyone for the same, right, Teresa? That's so true, Renee. And we know that we have the helper. We, you know, we love to talk about the Holy Spirit, the helper that lives in us. And um, so I, I so appreciate his help. I so appreciate that he's there every moment of every day. And he likes to help us. Again, in the book of Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 to 13, the scriptures say, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. And we know that if we're following him and he's working the good works through us, that he's forming and shaping the destiny of our life. And we hear that small, still voice saying, this is the way to go, walk ye in it. And we're obedient to that. All of a sudden, we see our destiny open up. We see that we are walking and living in the unique plan that God has for our lives. And I always like to say, a fish that was outside the pond of water, when he is put back in and he's swimming around, there's an innate knowing, this is life. This is the life that I was born to live. So I know my life before Christ in my life after Christ is just like that fish, Renee. I feel I was put back into the pool of my destiny. And as I'm swimming, the Lord is leading. And all of a sudden, as he says in John 10, 10, the thief comes not except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and you may have it more abundantly. I feel that in this part of my life, I have so much abundance of joy and peace and sustenance. And this is the life 
that he has called each one of us to. The Christian life, yes, we have struggles, but we know, as the Bible says, that we're more than conquerors and we can relax knowing he's going to work it out together for our good and that there's purpose in the pain and the struggles, that we become stronger, that he will bring us to a point of understanding. And all of a sudden, Renee, wow, we are just swimming and we are in the destiny that he has created for us. That's so great, Teresa. I think just keep it simple. Start with that innocent faith and ask for truth and grace. And it's that simple to get started. That's so very true. I think of my friend Rita, and that's exactly what we did that day. You know, we asked for his grace to come in to start revealing truth to her, Renee. And, you know, God is just so crazy in love with us. You know, he, um, his heart was to, you know, die for humanity. He died for our sins. And he's all about then bringing us to a place of restoration to himself. And then he loves to just day by day guide us and lead us, lead our steps into that place where joy and freedom reign. And so, boy, Renee, you and I could keep everybody here for for days on end giving testimony of how his word is true and how through the obedience, albeit not perfect, but through the obedience to what the Holy Spirit was showing us to do, Mm. we're brought into that perfect plan. And about that word, Teresa, about the word... What do we know the scripture says about the word of God that is foundational to the well-versed woman? Absolutely. It's found in Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Thank you for listening. We're so appreciative of it. We'd love for you to subscribe to this channel, rate and review, and we'll send you a well-versed woman journal. We also have a Facebook community. Just search Wellversed Woman on Facebook and we'll approve you to join our community. And last but not least, Teresa sums up week after week all the scriptures that we talk about on the air and they are in the show notes. So just search your favorite app that you listen to this podcast on down into the details. You'll see the show notes. You can print out the scriptures. Remember, studying and meditating on that word is key, right, Chisa? Sure is, Renee. Sure is. And and we're so delighted to bring you God's word week after week. Until next week, we love you. Bye now.